Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. Oh, you sound a little uh, a little down. Are you okay? Well, I'm kind of like, do I say that it's episode 13? Is that superstitious? Like, should we do like those elevators and just go to episode Ooh, 14? Straight to 14? No. Uh, that'd be kind of weird, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so episode 13. Yeah, and, and you know what? I, I, I don't think that... Uh, Luck has anything to do with hustling. I think hustling, hustling as hard as we hustle, it, it, you make your own luck, right? Isn't that kind You're of right? No, no. Like? You hustle, so the opportunities that would have been That's called right. luck come to you. Yeah, there's no such thing as bad luck. You just you, you hustle, and when you fail, it's an opportunity to learn and keep going. There you go. There's always an upside, right? There's always an upside. Speaking of which, that was not my quote of the week. Well, we're not doing gonna, quotes of the week. Oh, we're doing quote of the week. Okay, no, here we go. Quote no, of the week. Oh, my. It's, it's, it's a thing. It's right. becoming a thing. Okay. Unless everybody says they don't want it. People, and people are, are turning off the podcast already. But you said that last time. Okay, quickly. Hurry. Okay, here we go. Quote of the week. So this quote isn't from me. It's from somebody else. I, I don't know if I should put who. But anyways, um, the most successful among us delay gratification and bargain with the future. Wow, that's intense. It's intense. And, and here's why I think it's important to resellers. So when you are reselling, you are delaying gratification in a lot of ways, right? Like True. you've got money in your hand and you could go buy something that you want. It could be a vacation. It could be stuff. It could be, you know, you're buying toys for other people. You know, you're not buying them for yourself is kind of the the key here. You're delaying your gratification and you're bargaining with the future. You're saying... I'm going to wait to be excited and happy about stuff now, and I'm going to have more money later. That's good. Okay. Boom. Maybe it was worth it this Quote week. Quote of the week. It's going to be worth it every week. Right. I'm telling you. I, I don't know. I'm telling you. All right. Hey, okay, let's get to our topic. All right. Here we go. Do you know what we're going to talk about today? Um, Hopefully, it's not about being unlucky. Nope. Why would we? That'd be such a negative episode. That would be. And I think we try to be positive. Yes. All right. So and what we, are we talking about today? So I think we need to talk about when to share and when not to share. Well, like kindergarten teacher says, always share. So, so <laughs> and, to, and the care bears, right? They're all yeah, about sharing. Always share. Okay. But, right, so what kind of sharing are we talking about here? So I want to, I think it's good for us to talk about two kind of sharing. Number one, do you share that you're a reseller? Mm. And two, what do you share, right? Like we have our bolo of the week and a mm -hmm. hustle of the week. Is that, you know, I want to talk about, is that Okay. And when is it not okay? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that was, I mean, if you think back to episode one, that was my first question. Like, well, what, what do we gain out of this, right? Like, realistically, like, why are we sharing this? Um, okay, so I'm going to answer the first one first, if you don't okay. mind, because right. I know your answer is a little different. I haven't told anybody that I purchased stuff from that I'm a reseller yet. And I've listened to so many people. I've watched YouTube not videos. one person. And I always hear people say, like, always say it. Don't ever hide it. And I don't feel like I've I've, I've been hiding it. Um, I think there's a little bit of fear though. I, I don't know what it is. I'm sure it's one of those things the first time I do it, but when I buy stuff, there's been a few times at stores where I've bought like 30 of one item. Right. And they might say something like, Oh, early Christmas shop. And I just kind of chuckle like, haha, I got to get it done. Do you like tell them like, this is for the orphanage? No, I mean, I don't, <laughs> you tell them? I don't make up like terrible lies. I just, I just like kind of chuckle and laugh and go along with whatever they said and don't, you know, correct them necessarily. Um, and, you know, I guess I am potentially Christmas shopping for somebody, right? Like, you know, sourcing. Uh, again, I'm not jumping on that is what I'm I'm saying, but I don't know. I don't know. You're kind of on the edge a little bit here. I don't think so. I, I've never said, like, you know, oh, I'm buying this, like you said, for an orphanage, and could you give me a discount? Because, like, I've never, like, abused or, like, lied in order to try and get a deal or anything. Uh, but when people I, – I, one, I haven't had many people ask. People have just kind of made comments. 
Um, but I've never felt the need to say, oh no, I'm selling all this on eBay, right? Like I just I haven't found that beneficial. But I remember being at a garage sale with you, the one that you walked up to on me, and you had no problem telling the guy, come on, man, I, you need to lower the price. I've got to make a profit on this. I'm a reseller. I think and I was, I was a little like, smoother than that. You were, well, maybe you think you were, but that's kind of how it <laughs> came off. Well, okay. All right. So I think garage sales, I think they're a good place to share that you're a reseller. Why is that? Tell me, give me, give me your reason why. Like I'd love, because I, I, I think you're probably right. I just need to be sold on it. I think there's two reasons. I think one, and not, not, not always, okay? You got to kind of read people, but I want to give the reasons about when it's good. One is when you're at a re, you're at a garage sale and there's multiple of an item. Okay. Right? There's like a ton. Like you walk and show up, and I've done this before where I find out that somebody is, you know, let's say a wholesale person and they're mm -hmm. trying to offload some merchandise or somebody that works for a company that, you know, they travel and they have like these samples that they show people and they're trying mm -hmm. to offload those samples. And I find that they they just want to get rid of those items, right? They don't want to listen on eBay. They don't want to listen on Amazon. And when they find out you're a reseller, my experience has been that they get it. Like they're, they want to work with you because they now go, hey, I can actually offload all of this. Yeah. So, okay. so specific time and place is when it's clear that the person has it would be a good connection. So not just like a person that's selling a few random things out of their house, right? No, I think it works there too. Okay, what what makes it beneficial there? Because I, what okay, my let, let me give is, you a story of the first one. Okay, sure. Okay, so I'll give you a story where I missed an opportunity and where I gained an opportunity. So I remember a couple of years ago, I was at this community garage sale and somebody was selling a certain brand of sandals. Now these sandals, new, go for about 40 to 60. Mm. And they probably, I want to say, had, I don't know, 50 pairs of them nice. that they were selling for, you know, I think like $10 each. And I was kind of hesitant at that time to say I was a reseller. I eventually did tell them, but I didn't move on it fast enough. Mm. So let me give you an example. So I just picked up a few of them, and then eventually I saw other people were buying some of them. And what I ended up doing is I was kind of a little sheepish, like, mm. hey, you know, I'm a reseller. I need to, you know, buy these at a certain price. Are you willing to work with me? And the guy was willing to work with me. But I didn't have a business card. Like, I had no other point of contact. Like, had I known what I know now, I would have even left my information that I was a reseller and I'm willing to buy more and come back. Right. Right. So now I, I go to these garage sales in this certain area and I'm like, I hope I come across this guy's house. Yeah. Because that could have been a direct pipeline. I bet somebody else, another reseller, got that connection. Maybe. No. Don't, don't tell me that. I, I'm being realistic. I, I was at a garage You're being sale real? the other day. I'm being real. Got to be real, man. Um, I was at a garage sale and I think this guy ended up, I don't want to say he was following me, but we ended up at a couple of the same. Okay. And every time, you know, he was very much like, here's my card. Here's my stuff. I buy gold. If you ever have anything, I also buy these, even if it's fake jewelry. Like he, he was basically given a list of stuff he wants. Do you have anything in the house I could look at? And people were walking into their house. They weren't even selling, you know, it wasn't out for the garage sale and they were going and getting stuff. Now I'm not, I have no interest at the moment of getting into the gold market, right? But but that's not to say that there aren't other things that you can say like, hey, do you have any of these? No, and that's a perfect example. I think you saw this on the Insta post a few days ago, this last garage sale. There was a lady who was trying to sell off all her kids' like video game stuff. And I showed up right when the garage sale started. And 
she had like one pink Nintendo DS. Like mm-hmm. that's all. And I said, do you have any other video games? And she goes, oh, yeah, I have a lot, but, you know, I still have to bring it out. Mm-hmm. And luckily I had a business card. And I said, here's my card. And, and hey, if you have anything else, you know, you have any other consoles, whatever, I'm willing to come back. She goes, sure, I'll set it aside for you. Right? So think about that. Like she knew I was a reseller. Right. She wanted to offload these items. And I and as you saw on the Insta post, and if you haven't seen it, it's, I want to say this past Saturday. So by the time you listen, it'll be a couple Saturdays ago. But it paid off because I ended up picking up, you know, a Wii, GameCube controller, a bunch of video games. Some of them were Mario ones. I mean, mm. and some baseball gloves. And, and I've even pondered about going back to that house because there was a bunch of stuff. Like, wait, saying going back like that day or going back like right now and like knocking on their door? <laughs> I've thought there about going back to their door. Cause I, Are you? I, no, okay. no, okay. That but is listen. the creepiest. No, 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 no. Listen. Ever. I established. Knock, knock, knock. I established. Do you have anything else? No, listen, so? listen. Okay. A dude Can like I me should not be showing up to people's houses. Okay. I get it. You look at this face. I get it. Right. I get pulled over more than usual. But I develop a good rapport with this lady. Like she, you know, she she was really nice and sweet, and I know most people are like that. But I gotta, I gotta read that. Maybe it wouldn't have been a bad move. Mm. Now, now that you tell me this, maybe I won't. Yeah, if I mean, if, if but I've done that before, though. That's if, what's crazy. If they've contacted you via text message. I think that that's an appropriate way. I think showing up and knocking on somebody's door. Oh. But but see, here's here's the weapon I have. Not not the weapon. Okay, right? okay. Now you're bringing weapons with you, Orlando. No, no, no. What is happening? I can bring my little son, okay, right? It takes helps. away everything, right? That that now it's like, hey, he has a little kid. This guy's not so ominous. Now, so now what are you going to do? Bring your, your little son and say, can you please sell me more stuff? Or okay, really you know what? Have All right, we, we got to move like... All right, whatever. <laughs> okay, bad idea. I've done it in the past. It's worked out for me. There you go. Man. Okay. I need to jump on that. <laughs> I mean, that's now, where the, the money is. The other side is, you know, uh, I would say a few months ago, I ran into a dealer of shoes, too. And sure enough, like he found out I was a reseller. Yeah, you know, I give him my business card, and, and now I have a connection, mm. right? And so now I know that every so often he's going to contact me, and I'll be able to buy more shoes at a very decent price that are new and resell. That's nice. So it's good. Yeah, no, I'd love to get a contact like that. I've been I've been working some angles trying to get something, and haven't had that breakthrough contact moment yet. Um, but it, it'll happen, I'm sure. Okay. All right. So here's my question for you, though. So. I definitely, I see the times where that works. I think that's great. And maybe I feel like I'm, maybe I'm still dealing with that that internal thing of like when you're buying something from somebody and you know it's worth and they might not know it's worth and you're able to talk them down even lower than they were asking for it. I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong. I don't think morally there's anything wrong there. But I kind of have still that in the back of my mind, like if they know that I know the worth of stuff, they're going to ask for more, right? Like, so if, if I say, hey, I'm a reseller, will you give this to me for five instead of 10? That they might go, uh, no, actually, it's not 10 anymore, it's 15, right? Like that they're going to want to charge up on items if they know. So the next thing I grab and I ask, what's the price on this? They're going to go way high because they know that I'm I'm trying to, I know the value of stuff. I, I see your point. And there will be times that does happen. You know, they'll say, well, I should just list it on eBay. And then you could tell them, yeah, that's fine. But what I do, how I counter that is, hey, that's all good. You know, just remember that there's, you know, you have to f- ship it out. Then you have to pay the eBay fees. Then you have to pay the PayPal fees. 
And I can just get this off of your hand right now. No, I know your catchphrase. I've heard you say it at multiple garage sales is, have you? you'll never have to look at this again. It works, though, doesn't it? it? I've, I've heard, I've listened to quite a That one and the other one that you do, I don't know, are you okay with me sharing these? I, I'm good, I'm okay. good. The other one that you say, <laughs> I crack up every time I've heard you say it, is if somebody offers high and you go lower and they don't budge, you make a comment, something to the effect of, oh, man, you got some sentimental attachment to this. I understand. And I've heard people say, Oh no no no! It's not that. And then and then they go and accept your lower offer, right? So you've got some you got some sneaky things to say there. Uh, sneaky? Whoa! Yeah. Okay, not okay. sneaky's not right. So y- you are very clever. You're personal. Well, clever? St- I still don't like that. How about very resourceful? You're resourceful with your words. <laughs> I, I apply wisdom to a business deal. That's that's good. Does that sound better? I mean, that's what we should all be doing. I mean, everything's transactions, right? Like, we're always making transactions yeah. every moment of our there life. There you go. That should be another quote. Okay, moving on. Moving all on. right. Now, when should you... Okay, before I go to that, when... Oh, okay, let's move on. When should you not say you're a reseller? What do you think? Uh, I don't know if I'm the person to answer that because I don't. Right, so <laughs> okay, <laughs> you tell well, me. It's funny. Okay, what I'm sure this super awkward story, like the earlier ones weren't. Okay, that's true. This is probably <laughs> the most awkward episode we've episode had. Episode 13. Gonna go down in history. <laughs> there you go, 13. <laughs> so it's funny because I was at a store the other day, and I'm buying a ton. Like everybody knows, I'm a reseller, and you know I had multiple items that were be- and I was talking to the guy, you know, the employee behind the, the register, freely about this and. He had a lot of, you know, he, I gained his respect and, and he was very much, very much wanting to be on my side. Mm. You know, he told me, Hey, there's this item over here. So I picked that up over there and he said, Hey, this is when these deals are happening. So it worked to my advantage. Mm. And I looked to my right and then what I, what I end up seeing. Here's what I found on the web for does the Wendy's. You're having such a word to my. <laughs> wow, this is the worst episode ever. That was episode Siri, 13. by the way. Siri just randomly turns on. That is scary. Maybe this is. I should pull up. I should. You know what Gary Vee does? He what? goes, stop talking, Alexa. Or he says, stop, Alexa. So I'm going to do it. Stop, Siri. Okay, it's done. Well, she's All not right. talking anymore. So she's not anymore. There we go. So anyway, wow, this is an episode. Okay. I love it. So. Back to our story. So I'm at the store, and then I turn my right, and I see this guy that I had recognized from somewhere. And I'm, like, going back into my mind, and I start thinking, and I'm like, hey, this guy was at Toys R Us in the L.A. area when I was hitting stores, and I'd seen him at multiple stores. Like another reseller? Like another reseller. Okay. And I didn't catch the fact, I think he was trying to be incognito, right? Like, Mm. he had a hat on, and it was kind of low, and he had a jacket, and... And that's weird. Don't do that. No, no, no. But this <laughs> this guy was an unassuming guy. Like he, he wasn't anybody that looked shady. He would have been like your grandpa or something. Okay. okay. He was an older gentleman. So <laughs> B being Orlando goes, Hey man, I've seen you somewhere. <laughs> and he kind of didn't like react to me. And so the I look at the guy, I'm like, what's up? And he goes, I don't think he heard you. Try again. I'm like, what's up, dude? How you been, man? Did, how, didn't I see you in L.A.? Like, didn't oh, I see God. you at Toys R Us? And he looked at me and goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, he ignored me. And I'm like, what's the deal, right? Mm. So I'm like, this is so weird. And I actually had conversations with him at a couple of different Toys R Us stores that we ran into because 
there's a couple items that I found, and he's like, hey, where'd you pick that up? And mm. I actually helped him out. I said, I picked this up over here. And, and you know, he was trying to also sell me some items that he picked up at Toys R Us that were, like, back of the store kind of items, like an air pillow making machine and stuff. He picked up, like, a bunch of them. Huh. So, you know, I thought we were cool. And he pays for his stuff, and my stuff is still ring up. So I had probably, like, I don't know, 50 to 80 items. I can't remember how many I picked up. So they're still, you know, they got to go through each bag and everything. And he doesn't leave the store. I see him, like, walking and back, and I'm like, what's this dude doing? Like, what's he waiting for? And eventually he leaves. And I, and then the employees start laughing. And I'm like, what, what's so funny? Like, Orlando, like, that guy, like, we all know he's a reseller. Like, he comes in, he has a reseller's license he uses, too, to get the tax exemption, which I don't I don't use. And they go, they go, Orlando, we all know he's a reseller. He just didn't like you calling him out. Oh, man. And I'm like, oh, I feel like a heel. And I go, I go, why? He goes, oh, because he always tells us, like, stories that he buys, you know, for this and that. And, and we all know he's a reseller. Like, you're not going to need, like, 10 pairs of Jordans or whatever. Right. And it was it was funny because then it all clicked. Mm. Like this guy was super annoyed, and I didn't mean to. Like I wasn't trying to be a jerk, dude. The next time you see him at a store, you should totally do the same thing. Oh my goodness, I know you. You're a reseller too. <laughs> What's up? Well, okay, man? <laughs> so you know, obviously, I'm not gonna do that again. I just thought we had a good working relationship. But the funny thing is, you know, all the employees in the store like warmed up to me after that. That's cool. because they're like, "Hey, you're not trying to, you're not trying to pull something on us. We right. know who you are, and we want to help you out." Mm. Now, when it's not good, I would say is when stores don't like resellers. Okay, what kind of store? Okay, so Target. <laughs> there it is. Okay, so I've heard that before, right? Sometimes Walmart, though. Really? Um, huh. <clears throat> have you you have experienced any of that? Like you've you've bought stuff at Target. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. Um, but low enough quantities of things that I don't think when I say suspicious that sounds again like we're doing something bad which we're not but um, you know if, if I'm buying three of one toy it's not as maybe obvious or obnoxious I may be buying for like nephews and nieces and people don't really question that maybe I mean yeah I mean I, I just feel like one of my biggest pet peeves and if you're if you work at like a retail business like I get it I worked at Joanne's Fabrics when I was in high school and I did the whole, oh. like, you had to ask, like, when someone came up, it's like, so what are you working on? What are you using this fabric for? Oh, okay. So and, like, it's innocent. Talk, yeah, so it's innocent talking. Like, that was, like, requirement. And and it's – some people like that. I mean, some people like their waiters like that. I am not like that. If a waiter comes up and talks to me too much or somebody asks too many questions about my day when I'm oh, at store. Oh, drives me crazy. I'm like, stop talking to me. Ring me out and let me go. I'm not – like, I don't want to – maybe that's messed up of me that I don't want to have this. But it feels fake and forced and it's not just – Yeah. So when people ask me anyways, like – oh, why are you buying all this stuff? I just kind of go, yeah, you know, and I just ignore them and pay and go. So maybe I need to be a little more personable. But so when they say things like, you know, oh, doing Christmas shopping, I just kind of nod and chuckle, and then that's that. Um, I think if I was buying 40 of the same toy, then that might be a little bit more. I can't just, like, nod and chuckle. Um, so I haven't experienced quite that yet. Okay. Um, well, But, yeah, so Target. I guess okay. Well, let me. No, why not? Why not Target? Like, what do they do? What do they, do they, will they, they tell have, you now? They have policies. So I used to work loss prevent. It's called assets protection at Target. Uh, I used to work. It's their loss prevention. You catch shoplifters, and I did that for a few years for Target. Now back then, reselling wasn't that big of a deal, so we really weren't looking for resellers. 
And I actually don't remember ever seeing anybody like buying a bunch of items. Usually when people put a bunch of items in their carts in the early 2000s, it's because they're going to take off with them. <laughs> like I can tell you stories upon stories. And maybe that's for a non-reselling episode, which we'll never do. But um, I just, you know, anytime people loaded up carts, it's because they're going to push them out the doors. And then I had to go tackle them. We're going to have to do a because bu- I was a security guard and a bouncer, too, in my, my earlier really? days. Really? These are stories I've never heard. So, so we need to have a bonus content episode one day just for, like, the, the fans that really want it. And we'll put it somewhere, and they can listen to all, us All talk two of about, them? Well, you know, maybe there's maybe there's three. <laughs> okay. Right? So, all right. But we could tell the stories of having to pepper spray people and tackle them and stun people. Oh, That's man, I got stories upon – I've been bit. I've been – I mean, there's, there's stories, man. It's, it's crazy. I'm so glad I got out of that. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. But here, here's the thing with Target. So people have on social media have talked about that they've seen it in their handbook now, like their policy handbooks and others. And I've experienced it multiple times. Like I'll go into a store and even simple things, like I want to pick up five video games that are clearancing out and they're like, it's a limit of four. And I'm like, well, why can't I just buy one more? And they're like, we don't, we don't want resellers buying these out. And they're like, and I ask them why not? And they tell me, well, we don't want other customers to get a bad experience. And then I go, well, but I'm a customer. Like, this is a bad experience right now. Mm. And I've learned that unless you really know someone, like, you don't play that card over there. Like, I always say, and this is a tip, if you go to big box stores, unless you know the people, self-checkout. Self-checkout, self-checkout, self-checkout. Interesting. Two reasons. One you know, you're not raising any radars, right? You're not having these awkward conversations mm-hmm. with people. Number two, you're handling your merchandise. Because what I found is, especially Q4, I'll buy a bunch of stuff. And they just shove them in bags. Oh, it drives me crazy. Or, like, they accidentally drop something or, or you know, they, like, shove them in the bag. Or, you know, you're too busy looking at something. You get yeah. home and you get these boxes that are all messed up in Dented the corners. And, uh, yeah, that'd be terrible. So that that's one tip. Uh, another tip is at Target, I don't... I tell people I'm a reseller, I just kind of say, hey, so how many of those can I pick up? And, you know, I don't tell them I'm a reseller. Mm. And and you kind of get a feel, right? Some employees have said, you can get them all. <laughs> but I, if they go, I need to check with my manager, then after that, I just go, you know what, don't worry about it. run out of the store? No, no, I don't run out. I just go, <laughs> no, I just go, don't worry about it. I'm just, let, let me just pick these up right now because I don't want to raise any red flags. Right. So that's just how you handle it. That, that's a scenario I would say, did you say I should tackle someone? No, I said that's when you run out the door <laughs> okay. and then get tackled by asset. No, play. no. Obviously joking, you would never steal anything. But, but uh, <laughs> that, oh, man, that world is crazy. All right. So that that's one way I handle it. I, I don't you know go out there and say I'm going to resell. Now, I did come across Walmart one time, which was weird to me because Walmart, they're usually really willing to offload everything. Hmm. And the the lady there told me, she goes, yeah, we don't want to sell. There, there's these laptops that I picked up for like $99 each. Nice. They were going for like 200 something on Amazon. And she goes, luckily you're, you weren't here yesterday because yesterday our manager was limiting how many people can buy. And I was like, wow. So you just got to be careful. Hmm. You know, that's when I would say it's not good to identify yourself as a reseller. Gotcha. So just be careful when you're out there on Q4. Tip for that, and and again, this 
depends on your situation in life. If you've got like a team of people who can help you with that kind of stuff. Um, I remember when, when I was getting prepared for my wedding, uh, my wife is super uh, like creative and, and, you know, plans things out and works on saving money. And so we were doing our, a lot of our own decorations for our wedding. And so we were getting a lot of the vases and things from Michael's and Michael's would send out like 50% off coupons. So we'd get like a whole bunch of us. There'd be like six of us that would all stand in line with one item each with their 50% off coupon. Well, that's one way to do it. I mean, you people know? have teams, yep. you know, especially Q4 is some of the bigger Amazon sellers have teams and that's how they get around it. Yep. So what I end up doing is I'll buy a few and then I'll hit up some other stores and later in the day, I'll come back and I'll buy some more. That works too. That's another way to do it. So, so if you got any tips, let us know. DM us, you know, Pure Soul Podcast on Instagram. Put a comment in our YouTube. Let us know. Subscribe, by the way, if you haven't subscribed. And also be willing to, you know, give us a call. 619-738-1170. That's right. Okay. Let's go to the next tier. What's our next tier? When do you share what you've sold? Ooh. What do you think about this? Okay. So, like... You're not saying like it's already been sold. I had a one-off item. Now I'm sharing and bragging about how much money I made. But you're you're asking if I buy item from a store, do I give my source away? That type of yeah. Because we're trying to help people out. So mm. what what do you when is it appropriate? I mean, from what I'm gathering and, and kind of my my feeling on this is if you're picking up one-off items at thrift stores and garage sales, go for it. Right, like share that knowledge because these are things people are going to run into randomly. Um, and you're helping people out, um, I think you're probably going to do a huge disservice to everybody if you find a trinket at Target that's on clearance for $5 and they sell for 50 and all the Targets have these on sale or several of them do, and you tell people about this, then everybody goes out and buys them thinking they're going to be able to make a bunch of money. Then it becomes that race to the bottom on eBay or Amazon. Mm -hmm. And not only did you not make money, but people are going to lose money by buying all this stuff. So I think I think sharing that is actually probably more detrimental to the community than just you making the profit off of it and letting people organically find that if they do. And those that don't find it will find something else. No, so I get it. I, I think that's probably so if it's if you find that, you know, that board game or that trinket or that whatchamacallit or whatever you find probably shouldn't share the source unless you want to have everybody lose money. But on there it. are some items we don't we don't share, right? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Don't don't share. No, but like one-off items we don't share. Ooh, that is true. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, there's a couple of those. Okay, so why don't why don't we share those? Hmm. <laughs> Long awkward. Okay, I'll I'll chime in. We don't share them because it's it's a niche that we found, right? That we're gonna sabotage ourselves. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know this item that I'm talking yep, yep. about, right? I, I find them all the time for $5, and I'll flip them for 100 to 200 And there's only and there's people on social media that have blasted this out. For whatever reason, people aren't picking these items up. Right? And remember, we're resellers first, right? Yep. I mean, we got to be real. Like, we want to help people out, but we, we also have families we got to take care of. Well, and again, like we just said, it would probably crush the market. For something like that, if it's... If there's one-off items you're finding at garage sales and thrift stores, that the market is not saturated because people don't recognize the value in the item. And this, that's what this item is. Yeah. So when when you do that, if you were to tell everybody, it's not like you're actually helping everybody make more money. You're just hurting 
profits for everybody because then now the, the eBay market becomes flooded with them. Agreed, yeah. agreed. So, you know, we're not trying to like be shady or anything, right? We're just, we got to, you know, take care of our own. And I think, I hope all of you out there listen, listening understand that. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing too. Like, I think that we're in a tough position with a podcast like this or with anybody that's putting out YouTube videos is we put out bolos. And Instagram. Yeah, and Instagram. We're putting out, we're putting out constant information that, that's legitimate you can make money on. Like we we've shared pretty much every big. Find At least that we hope had. so. I hope so. Um, we we've been sharing like every big item that we're making money on. Great bolos, I feel like. Um, but here's the thing: what I've discovered is, and I still haven't even watched, you know, a fraction of the YouTube videos that are out there and the the podcasts that are out there. Um, you can pick up all the bolos that people are talking about, and you're gonna have a small picture of what's worth money out there. To find out the rest you kind of have to 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 do it on your own. No, right? I agree. You've got to either be out there on the field researching stuff and discover like, wait a minute, I just found something that's worthwhile or be looking at eBay solds. And and this is that part. I think this is like the mucky, dirty, you're in the grime. You're just, you're just scanning through items that have sold on eBay maybe for hours and it doesn't feel like it's worth it. And then you find that item that it's like, I can make money on this item. This, this isn't a saturated market. And... You've earned it, right? Like you've done the work, you've earned that. Um, and so if you get those, yeah, keep those, please. Don't don't share those with us unless you're willing to saturate that market. I agree 100%. If I could do a little 100 like emoji right now, right here, I would. Bing, bing, bing. Can we, can we do it? Oh, okay, I know it's going to be tough to do, but. I could, but I'm not going to. Okay, that's fine. All right. All right. Okay, so let's talk about that. So, you know, it's funny because uh, on the Insta story, I don't know, a while back, I, I've begun to, I began blurring I don't know if you have seen the blurring. Yep. I remember one time, right? What, what, what happened a couple nights ago? Okay, so my wife actually is the one that saw it. She's going through her Instagram, and she sees, and she goes, I think Orlando messed up on one of these videos. It's just like these pixels, and there's sound, and we listen to it, and we're listening to you talk about the things. And the whole thing was blurred, but it wasn't like the way it looked with it. It wasn't as if like it was just like far out blurred. It's like a zoomed in, so the whole screen was just these giant block pixels jumping all over the place on our Instagram feed. And it, to be honest with you, it looked a little obnoxious, right? Like it was just like glaring on our feed. And I'm, I immediately text Orlando. And I'm like, there's something wrong with your post. You, you, there's no video. It's all blurry. It's crazy. You got to get it off. And he responds back and he's like, uh, I did it on purpose. <laughs> Calm down. And I'm like, oh, all right, cool. Well, and it's because I wanted to kind of send out a message like, hey, we don't all need to share bolos when it comes to FBA. Yeah. You know, one of the things that was very shocking to me, like I went dark on social media for like 10 years. I was on Facebook in, <laughs> up until I think 2008. And then I went dark until we started our Instagram back in, in June. Mm. And it was crazy to me because I saw people with like full on carts of just like all the stuff they bought for FBA. And I'm like, that that right there is going to kill the market. Yep. And I get it. Like some of the some of the ones that were posted, like I understand why they did it because it it might kill the market, but they're not gonna be selling them right now. Like right. they're gonna put it in storage and they're holding on, so they don't they don't care, mm. right? Um, there's others resellers out there that reselling is not their main gig. Their main gig is like you, you know they mentor people or they right. provide courses, and so you know they're more about helping out people, and so it, it's not tanking their own their own business, right? right? And I, I saw the saw these posts, and I'm just like, "Wow! Like this is this is wild." Yeah. 
And it, it didn't bother me. Like, it didn't really irk me. What, what, what started kind of making me think about, hey, I need to show people the blur. <laughs> that sounds really weird. Was that I saw it as a tool to, like, encourage people. Mm. Like, find your, like you just said, find your own bolo. Yeah. Right? Uh, last Christmas, I want to say I had about five to ten toys that people did not know about. Mm. That I picked up and I was selling. I remember one item I was buying for uh, $10 and I was flipping it for like 40 to 50 like all day long. And, and, it, and it's got to feel better when it's when when, like you said, it's it's you, right? Like you found it. You did the work. Um, you know, it's it's it was your work. You know? Well, and that's what I wanted. And that's the thing. It, it, there's a satisfaction in that. But there's so many toys. Think about it. If you have let's say you're going for less than 50,000 rank in toys. That's 50,000 toys. Mm. Right? And let's say you That's throw true. it out That's there a and there's a, there's a lot of them that are restricted, okay? There's still probably thousands of toys still available to you. And if you find that one toy, right, that other people, maybe there's one or two on the listing or none, like you're going to score big. Now I got a question for you. This is a little bit off of when to share, okay. um, but I just need to know for myself to make money this Q4. How do you know... So when I'm looking at the the value stuff is selling for currently on Amazon from from what I gather about Q4 is that that number potentially could skyrocket as it gets closer to Christmas depending Correct. on inventory of Amazon depending on a lot of factors so are are you looking at last year's Christmas time are you how are you looking that up is this just you've got the experience so you know it's going to go up are you taking a gamble on it like how do how are you doing this all three okay you know the first one is I go to keepa.com is it yeah it's keepa.com and it'll tell me what things sold for last Christmas. And what you want to look at if you go to Keepa.com, is if you're doing Amazon, and I would say eBay, is there's a graph and it's orange. Mm. And then there's parts of the graph that are white. That means that's when Amazon sold out of the item. And then what you'll see is that there's a fluctuation in price. So if you find something that's orange the whole time, like don't pick it up. Mm. If you see one that gets gaps, that's something you pick up. Gotcha. Okay. The other part is... I just know from experience. Gotcha. So there's toys right now that I'm picking up that I'm not even going on Keepa. Like, these are tried and true toys that as long as, you know, this certain, ga- certain game or certain action figure or certain whatever is popular, it's going to keep selling. Gotcha. Right? The other part is, yeah, I take a gamble. You know, like right now, I don't know if I want to admit this. I did pick up a couple of fingerling items. More fingerlings? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I'm not going to say which ones. I only picked up two. Okay, two uh, on a gamble. Okay, two, two separate units or two different two, types? Two of the same. Just thinking that, hey, maybe no one else, you know, maybe these will flip real quick. And what happened? Every store has, like, multiple oh, of them. So, God. learn my lesson. I lost 50 bucks. It's all good. And we're okay. going to call you the fingerling king. Okay. Anyways. All right. I, but I do those things. Like yeah, I will yeah. buy new toys that are coming out because sometimes the gamble has been worth it. So right. maybe I lose those 50 bucks on those fingerlings, but these other new toys coming out, like I took a gamble and they're going to make me money. And so I'm still going to come out, mm. you know, in the black. So it's good. I like it. Cool. I think that makes sense. So this Q4, right? Just be careful what you share. Like, I would say never show specific items. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Again, especially if it's, if the, if it's, if you're sourcing, if you're doing retail arbitrage, you're getting stuff at 
uh, at a store, whether it's clearance or just a good sale. Or well, clearance is another thing. If clearance, I would never share. Yeah, don't share. Stop sharing. That's not to say that we aren't a community that shares, right? No, I agree. So, so again, like you could be sharing and saying like. One, you could be encouraging, get out there, get into those big box stores, get into your local store, see what you can find. Uh, and two, you know, I think a big part of at least a lot of our listeners' revenue is going to be those thrift stores, garage sales, one-off items they're finding. Um, and so I think that is the main place that we should be sharing and, you know, giving. And then I think what you can share is methods and tools that you're using, right? So the Keepa.com, I think that's great. So share with people your methods, but 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 make them do the work and you do the work, right? And and this is, I guess, kind of a, you know, for me, encouragement that I need to go out there and do the work too because there's been times where I've, you know, sent a text message to Orlando and I've said, you know, I can't find any toys. And, and basically the response I get, they're always like positive and encouraging, but what I gather out of it, at least maybe this is what I feel, not from the text message themselves, but what I'm getting is I just need to spend the time doing it. I need to look at more toys. Don't go through and scan 50 toys and then give up. <clears throat> scan a thousand toys, right? And and that takes work and that's hard, but but when it pays off, it pays off. But again, that's why I was able to find these. I mean, they're, they're still good too. Like I think this Q4, I'm going to make money on these items. And the only reason I came across them is I just kept scanning and scanning and scanning. And so both Amazon and eBay. Nice. So again, you know, there's nothing wrong with sharing, but like you said, I'd rather when we go to Amazon FBA share you know, how do you find these items? How do you make that, you know, calculated guess and just go with it? And with eBay, we're all about sharing thrift store finds, yep. the garage sale finds, and so on. So, okay, I think we've wrapped up pretty much everything we wanted to talk about. I so, like you know, <laughs> make sure you're sharing your reseller. Yep. If you're at garage sales or thrift stores, it will help you out for the most part. I need, I feel like I need to get a business card made now. So the next time I get that connection opportunity, I could say, hey, next time you have this. I'm telling you, it, it's so worth it. So worth it. Uh, and then, you know, as reseller, make sure you're not calling out people in the really loud in the middle of a store. That's probably not a good idea. Or knocking on people's doors. Oh, that's right. Okay. I, I, I was trying to forget about that. Oh, sorry about that. Okay. But, hey, you know, this Q4, it never hurts to share with people, you know, ways to find items. But just be careful with what you put out there, especially on social media. Okay. Because you will sabotage your own profits. Yeah. And, and that's the key, right? Is like when you share, you're hurting yourself. If it's if it's something like that, if it's if it's a specific item that's going to all of a sudden become saturated. And you might be hurting people who like they're counting on it. They've done the work. They put it in. You might only have one or two competitors out there. And now all of a sudden there's hundreds of competitors because you've shared something. So well, and you also it's more don't want yourself you're hurting. I agree. And you don't want to cut yourself off from the reselling community. Right. Right, because people are willing to help. I mean, there's some out there that when I've been to certain stores, they found out I was at a store, and they were like, hey, they would DM me, hey, Orlando, check this out. This is what mm -hmm. I picked up. And then I'd share, hey, this is what I picked up. Yep. Right? But if I had put it on blast on social media, they might have, you know, shunned me or whatever, yeah. and I would have never been able to get that help. I think that's a good point, too, is, is, is making those connections and sharing on a micro level, right? Yeah. Because, again, you don't want to saturate the market, but if, if there's – if you've got only a handful of competitors and they're in other states and maybe they're selling on a different platform than you or a different time than you, it's great for you to give them something and them to give you something because then you both win. Uh, but yeah, if you if you put it on your Insta feed or your Facebook or something like that, that you know you bought item X at a store, 
Um, then next thing you know, Item X is no longer selling for a lot of money on Amazon. Just do not want to do that race to the bottom. Yeah, so. don't do it. Tons All right, hey, thanks for listening to us. Now, episode 13, probably one of the weirdest episodes. I love it. It's great. <laughs> That's good. So, hey, make sure you're following us on Instagram, Pure Hustle Podcast, and on Twitter, Pure Hustle Cast. We're also on Facebook, YouTube, like, subscribe, and comment, Pure Hustle Podcast. And, hey, be out there, be hustling. Q4 is almost here. Yeah. So be real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Peace. Peace.